I'm going off, baby, there's no turning back. I'm on your TV, your album, cassette, and eight track. And when the show is finally over, I'll be taking my bow. It's RC and Muse, and we got that know-how. You know what I'm saying, RC? You know what I'm saying? Uh, uh not 100%. What is that a reference to? <laughs> that is a quote from Know How by Young MC. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, a bit of a too deep of a cut for me. <laughs> you know those 33 and a third books? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm reading one on Paul's Boutique, the uh, Beastie Boys album, and it's going into the, the ins and outs of the making of the album and everything that went into it. The Dust Brothers, who produced the album, they got their start on songs for Young MC and Tone Loke. The Young MC song, Know How, is the first song that like they produced that got put onto a record. Oh, wow. <laughs> We're trying something different today. Right. Some new stop. Drop, going off, open up, shop. <laughs> you might already notice from the thumbnail and perhaps also the name of the episode, but we're going to try to review three albums <laughs> in an attempt to get through the request queue a bit faster so we can pass the savings on to you and lower <laughs> the, the price back sooner. So we're going to start with Sale Ease. Safe Disposal of Unsafe Thoughts. This is an indie request coming in at under a half hour. And I think that's going to be a deciding factor for when we do review three albums. Is mm -hmm. It's, it's going to come down to the length. So yeah. if, like, for example, this week we got two CDs that were about a half hour each and one that's an hour. If it comes out to two hours, I think that's doable on a yeah, regular week. We could potentially do two hour albums at the most anyway. RC, what were your thoughts on Sale E and the safe disposal of unsafe thoughts? Uh, I thought it was okay. I thought mm -hmm. it was okay. It, again, you know, it's an indie person, so, like, we have got to deal with the limitations. Like, okay, I know they can't, you know, get the best mix in or what have you. To, but for me, I'm, like, I'm, you know, really focusing more on, like, what are they really talking about? How is the musicality actually, like, working with what they're doing, like, despite the limitations? You know what I'm saying? I think they had uh, enough variation of song topics where, like, you know, because some people who are on the indie shit, like, they kind of don't take that into account, right? And they're just making, like, just throwing out a whole bunch of songs. And I think they actually took good care to, like, s switch up the topics, uh, uh, especially early on. Like, the first song, uh, Red Light, Green Light, um, I mean, I, I kind of did like how halfway through the, they had the, that double time switch up, when I, which I thought already kind of like perked my ears up like, oh, okay, you're, you're trying to do some shit, you know? What was it? Oh, Fish Fishing was <laughs> the first track that was really kind of like, oh, I, this person's a, this person's trying to play with some, play with some concepts here. You know, the whole idea of, uh, he's a fish. Uh, you know, seeing that humans catch fish and he's trying to be on the next evolutionary chain and he kind of makes the point of like, well, you know, humans used to be like uh, fish like, so I'm just trying to get that evolution too. And just trying to like, you know, using that as a metaphor for, you know, him trying to, you know, come up in the, in the game, you know what I mean? Oh yeah, and I like the beat uh, without had the dripping and the reeling in sounds and clicks, you know, the lyrics that he has, a, I'm a monster, a psycho lacking empathy, but I'm aware you see that sympathy is ineffectual to reach humanity. 
humanity. Should I just raid around and turn to food like that's what we're all just meant to be? Here, everybody dies. I'm simply speeding up the entropy, you know? So I had that quoted as well. One big thing that I really think is the pushback is his voice, unfortunately. It's very like, it reminds me of like, when Jaden Smith kind of was doing the, oh. the, the preppy boy rap thing, you know, it's like, ooh, I can see this being pretty off-putting for I a bit of I absolutely hated his voice yeah. and flow. <laughs> yeah. And that's, unfortunately, a really big part of it. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I hate to feel like I'm mocking him, but it's like, but that's how it sounds. I can't act like that's not how it sounds, you know? <laughs> that's not something that he can't change, though. That's not something that's out of his control. That is a conscious decision to do that delivery, to choose that obnoxious ass flow that I just, I really, it's annoying too, because there are some songs where it's so distracting that I can't really look past it. And there are some songs that do have some really good lyrics and I'll look past it when I can. But that is such a huge part of it that I can't, I can't just ignore it and, you know, pretend it isn't there. Am I a cynical cease or am I just white? Some jealous teenager renegade wrapped up in some thoughts, skull-like cellophane, stubbornly refusing the gravy train, praying for his takeoff. My uh, favorite cuts overall were uh, Fruit Loop. I thought that was a really solid cut out of left field sort of bisexual anthem. Oh yeah. <laughs> that I thought was interesting. Uh, I didn't see it coming and I thought it was a really solid cut. I thought the flow on that one was more consistent. I also liked JJE, the one where he he kind of switched up what JJE stood for. I'd see like, oh, this part's the judge and this part's the jury. And, this part, and I was like, but I don't, I didn't get what the difference was supposed to be. Like, Jean Jacket Elegance, and then the next verse yeah. is Juice J, etc. And then finally it comes down to Judge, Jury, Executioner in the final verse right. to when you're like, oh, okay. But yeah, I don't know why you named each verse something yeah. different. Like, I didn't get that, but I did like the how we kind of played with that. Yeah, I have written down the um, umbrella could be denim as well. I gel with the elements. Young rebels in the game like veterans. I show up like it's always been my home. Puff, gone with no evidence. He's got really witty, clever wordplay. Yeah. And it it, it comes up on more tracks than it doesn't. It's just For that, sure. man, that fucking delivery. Like, I will hear, like, some cool wordplay, but it's just kind of awkward with how he jams it in to make it work. So it's like, oh, but I like the lyrics, but ah, the way it came out is just so like, oh, it's jarring, you know? Yeah. Uh, Speaking of jarring, I actually thought the switch-ups on uh, Red Light, Green Light were a little jarring. And I'm cool with a song switching up flow and everything, but it just kind of did it with no warning sometimes. It was just like, oh, okay, I guess we're doing this now. All right. Like, a little... (laughs) over eager a little over ambitious i guess like you're, you're mm. trying too many things but the execution isn't exactly the best what i thought the worst cut was would be defeat really i, I you know i i didn't uh think that was the worst one i thought maybe like the mixing was kind of uh 
like uh, a, a bit uh yeah not like not as great as the other tracks like it felt like the beat was just too low for what the energy in the track was kind of going on but i actually enjoyed it i think more because of the the concept of what it was and also just kind of the fact that it was like the song is literally about him hating his limitations uh you know and, and having no resources so like in that level it kind of popped out as a track to be like you've heard this album so far you know that i'm living it and i'm fucking angry about it and i noticed too god damn it and i'm mad about it you know so it's like i, I think it, it, it kind of hit me on that level where i was able to enjoy it you know like where he says uh, looking up to millionaires playing stupid and contagious are you actually good or are you just famous and uh is he who's neither anything to hold highly am i a cynic who sees or am i just whiny <laughs> you know <laughs> see it's a thing though right like you could read me the lyrics and I'd be right. like, wow, yeah, that's dope. Because you're not doing it like he did it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pop style Freestar and Defeat were the one-two punch of the worst uh, cuts. I get you on Pop style Freestar, though, yeah. I don't really remember, but I'm just going to go by my notes because I didn't listen to it again after I took the notes that those were two songs that in particular really irked me with yeah, the he- uh, with the flow. It's that thing where the artist is so focused on the trying to amaze you with the rhymes they're stacking on top of each other that they're not bothering to make it fluid. You know what I mean? And I liked the production overall. My only complaint is that at times, on some tracks more than others, it sounds kind of dated, especially on tracks like I think it was the second one plugged in. It seriously had the 2008, hey, Hey. In the background, I was like, whoa, we are not doing this again in 2021. No fucking way. That's played out. Last track, Validation. Um, mm. Again, I thought it was an interesting like uh, uh, concept, right? Being disappointed with the club scene and being like, oh, wait, what the fuck are we doing by doing this? And why did I think I was missing out by, like, you know, not being a part of this? Sure that the alcohol would be the missing piece and not a Molotov to all my abilities. I missed the target missing, uh, ever thinking I was missing out. Like, what is this about? A couple zombies all holding back vomit, bobbing their heads off to the shitty-ass playlist. I'm honest, don't even know if they knew what the song was on it. <laughs> what would you give it overall? <sighs> this is going to sound harsh. I-, I got a two and a half. I got a two and a half as well. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't feel so bad then. That's good. Up next, we have got Too Dark Park by Skinny Puppy, requested by Wrist of Kings. And RC, how much exactly did you hate this? <laughs> because as soon as this album started, I laughed at because I seriously, I was like, Darren is gonna fucking hate this. Oh no. I was like, oh, what year is this now? And you know what's funny? It's 1990 1990. Industrial. Yes. 1990 right on the fucking dot. And it so sounds like it. I actually looked up one of the music videos. I was like, what is the visual representation of what is happening in this music? And it was just like, yep, that's exactly what I thought it was going to be. The the song Spasmolotic or something like that. First of all, I don't believe that that's what you pictured. (laughs) I can't. You're bullshitting me. My imagination would not have been able to picture what what that was. But like the aesthetic. It's it's so that like it's it's too weird for the eighties, but it's like not high def enough for the nineties, you know? Like it's very weird how it it still has like the synthy catchy 
like new wavy hooks at times, but it's also got like video game music, like <laughs> creepy elements, noise elements. Uh, just an odd cacophony, especially on the first track, just starts, oh and it's God. like... <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I was half a minute in, and my eyes about bugged out of my fucking head. I was like, oh, man. <laughs> just this exploding orgy of electronic bleeps and cracks and industrial, just like, wasteland personification. I was just like, what? Who is... Who wants to listen to it? This has got to be like trying to like piss you off, right? Like that, that it sounds like this. And it, the funny thing was, I had looked up some information about the album. It's like, oh, uh, to fans of Skinny Puppet, this was their return to form. This was them <laughs> getting back on their bullshit. And I was I like, wonder oh. what, the, what the previous couple albums sounded like that people were like, boo, hiss, <laughs> go back like, to oh. the old shit. Yeah, and I'm like, I just. I just don't understand. And you know what's so funny? The first one is just so fucking in your face that when yeah. it got to track two and it was actually like low key starting off, I was just like, yeah, you know, this makes logical sense. Like where else can you go but getting quieter? Like you can't, you can't just maintain that the whole time. Like, I'm, I'm going to steal a quote from you if you don't mind. Uh, go ahead. Sample me. <laughs> I think I enjoyed this a little more than you did. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, and now, now I will say, as the album went on, I actually was able to like. It was one of those things like after a while, it, like when I was immersed in the sound for a bit, I could kind of like you know dig through the toxic sludge and be like, oh, okay, hmm, I There's see something the here. The artistic statement they're trying to make, like okay, and uh, as we get into it, uh, I'll kind of lay it out because it it really wasn't until like literally halfway through the album where I was just like. Oh, this is before industrial was what it was, right? Because I picture industrial as being like a 90s, 90s, like mid 90s, but they were kind of doing the shit beforehand, right? But it just feels like the proto version of that, right? You're probably picturing more like Nine Inch Nails. Nine Inch Nails, maybe. right? Marilyn yeah. Manson, you know? Yeah. And so like, yeah, and this just feels like, this feels like that before it could, it's shown in the mainstream and kind of had the edges kind of polished off a little bit. And, but I'm not gonna lie, man, I like those edges polished off because like, otherwise I'm like, yo, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> It's exactly what I was about to say was that like Nine Inch Nails and Marilyn Manson is this, but presented to a wider mass appeal, a little catchier. Oh, this is when industrial sells out, man. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I've never listened to Skinny Puppy before, and I'm, I'm honestly not too well versed in industrial at all. So um, I didn't really know what to expect. But with the knowledge you had presented with me already, I'm going to go out on a limb and predict that a couple of the tracks I didn't like as much, you probably did like more. Those would be uh, Rash Reflection. I was okay with that one. That that was when I was able to feel out more what was happening. It kind of felt like, I was like, oh, okay, this is some fucking, you know, Hellraiser soundtrack shit. Like, you know, like where, where it was kind of like, yeah, just sounding more like a song, you know what I mean? But it sounds more like, you know, Mortal Kombat music, you know, where, where it's more... Uh, more has a through line of what's going on in the musicality as opposed to just like jarringly like scraping your eardrums with the with the harsh sound you know um and the part where he's like sure the vision kiss the master's feet <laughs> like i'm like oh okay <laughs> what's going on here some bold old shit right now 
The other one I wasn't too wild about was, again, coincidentally enough, the next one, uh, Nature's Revenge, where I don't mind the low guttural presentation of, like, I mean, the lyrics are cryptic, and I'm not even going to pretend to try to understand what they're talking about half the time. Yeah, it feels like they're purposefully doing, like, just sentence fragments, and so... It feels like that, yeah. Yeah, and so, like, for the first half, it really is hard for me to, like, in my mind's eye, just be like, what the fuck are they talking about? But, like, halfway through, when you get, like, when you can cling on to a certain phrase that kind of goes, like, reveals what what is kind of going on in the track, it's like, oh, okay, this is the, uh, I think it was Shoreline Poison, where I kind of started to feel shit a little bit more. I was like, oh, this is sort of trying to be a reflection of, you know, the toxic waste, the way that humanity has destroyed, you know, nature and that sort of shit. And so this is like that reflection of it. And I was like, hmm, okay, I can kind of feel that, you know? What got me in Nature's Revenge, and let me know if I if I missed the mark on this, that um when the instrument when the instrumental is too dancey and the vocals are like brooding and monotonous, that it kind of came off cheesy and it reminded me of Vincent Price's thriller rap. <laughs> oh no! Come on now. <laughs> I, you know, it, that that oddly enough, yeah, because I, I felt the opposite. I felt that it was at least like cohesive, and maybe maybe it was just it just felt like a sense of normalcy to me, where it was just like, oh, this is kind of sounding like what songs like on the underground scene, but like that I could recognize, kind of sound like you know this track especially sounds like a heaving ghost caught in a digital I don't know fucking lawnmower man world or some shit. Like I was definitely absolutely here more for the weirder, more abstract. My uh, favorite cuts overall, uh, the ones that got the highest ratings would be um, Spasmodic, as you mentioned earlier, Shorelined Poison, as you also uh, just mentioned there, TFWO, Reclamation, uh, Tormentor, and even uh, Convulsion. Those I got really high ratings for me too. Those two that I just mentioned, the uh, Rast Reflection and Nature's Revenge, those got the uh, lowest reviews but even then uh they're still just kind of like mid to me not really like registering as you know just like off the chart bad i kind of enjoyed track one uh with the samples that they would throw in like i did the, like that yeah yeah it's like he's losing his mind and he feels it going like you know like <laughs> this is a good line yeah yeah like there is that certain level of like i know what you're doing it's just uh, i don't want to hear this again actively you know what i mean shoreline poison grave wisdom and tfo uh tfwo which were the ones where i got what was happening the most but um it was diminishing returns track by track with still being able to enjoy it despite getting what it's about. You know what I mean? Like uh, TFWO, uh, I think, yeah, that was the one where I was like, oh, no, I think by now, like, it's snapping into focus what this album's, like, really supposed to be about thematically. I still don't enjoy it, but, like, I get the charm of what the weird aesthetic right. is kind of going for. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, it was Shoreline Poison. I, I really think that was the highlight for me. Because yeah. that was one where the lyrics were the clearest with what was happening. Waste the given gift, the natural cure, in an age of reason gone bad. Morning in between the cold stone. Ashes fall upon the wretched chosen ones. A hundred megatons evaporate those chosen. Vaporize case in point and deserving it. Vaccinate all strangers than whiskey. Whispering, crushed velvet corpse, grind uds, waiting underneath and returning to the earth. And I was like, oh, 
fuck. Like that was when I was like, <laughs> oh, this is about nuclear Whoa. annihilation. Oh. And then at the end, again, like I think the samples on this are just the best parts. They are the, the highlights for me. Especially at the end of this track where you hear someone going like, oh, it gives off an orange cloud of light and just floats right out of the city wow and it's like that it's like this sort of someone admiring like wow that looks beautiful right before it comes crashing down on them you know what i mean yeah yeah so yeah when i was able to put it in my mind's eye what was happening that's when i was able to enjoy the tracks the most when it got to morpheus laughing i, I wrote my note i was like okay is this music making me go insane or are these weird lyrics actually starting to make sense? <laughs> like, <laughs> That was also when I was only kind of lukewarm on uh, Grave Wisdom and Morpheus Laughing. It's the ones where it's the ones where I feel like they're holding back a little bit are the ones I ended up being like, eh, like, but I still end up liking the instrumentals of just about all of them. You know, you didn't like Reclamation. I That was actually one of my more favorite tracks because it was such a departure from everything else. And it was just like kind of going like it's like it started off with that dissonant string sustained that like faded out and into the beat. And, you know, like it, it felt like. It, like, it definitely felt like an outro to what's going on and what's happening, right? Like, you know, you, you can see the, uh, the the electricity in the clouds, you know, right before the lightning strikes, like this one in particular. I think, yeah, wasn't this one where at the end, like, you know, it's kind of amorphous with how it feels, but then at the end, you hear something go like, and then it like, it like fades out. And then like, as it's fading out real quick, you hear like uh, the irradiated shoreline kind of like splash up real quick as it went out. And I was like, ooh, okay, I kind of I kind of like that. Like, and that, that was how I was able to rationalize it. I was like, this album is like if Rorschach from Watchmen, you know, uh, was was talking about the last gasp of humanity. Like that that's what this album kind of feels like, you know? And it's so weird. And again, like I can respect it on its merits, but God damn, is this shit a jar and listen, bro? <laughs> yeah, I feel like it's not something I would listen to all the time, for sure. But I won't lie, this made me want to check out what else they've done. I want to see what, you know, the previous albums people thought were, you know, not too hot on. And I mean, if this was 90, like, I'm curious what they've done since. I walked away with a four. How about you? I, uh, I, g I gave it a... Uh... Too. I, I mm. can't lie to y'all, bro. I, I mean, I'm not surprised. <laughs> <laughs> like the enjoyability factor is just—it just wasn't that high for me, and I can't act I like get that. that. You know, just because I understand what it's about, you know what I mean? Like, we're heading on to "Teens of Denial" by Car Seat Headrest from 2016, and RC. I think it was all leading to this. Twin Fantasy. Eh. Teens of Style. Yeah. Teens of denial, though. Oof. You are not about it. <laughs> I ordered a copy. What are you talking about? Oh, I was about to say. I thought you were going like... Mm, no, 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 no. No. <laughs> mm -mm. no, this album is really fucking good. I was all about... Let's see. Vincent is phenomenal. Um, Destroyed by Hippies. I really like that one. <laughs> Joe gets kicked out of school for using drugs with his friends, but says it isn't a problem's good. <laughs> Great use of yeah. parenthesis there, though, for the song title. <laughs> uh, the Ballad of Costa Concordia, uh, Connecting the Dots, The Saga of Frank Sinatra. Those are the highest ratings for me, and it doesn't dip below a three the whole time. I don't know what was different. I think it was the instrumentals on this mm. compared to Twin Fantasy that 
maybe it was just more acoustic on the last one. That's the only thing I could think of because I honestly don't remember. But I fucking loved the instrumentals on this album and the energy from the vocalist was what I was mm. looking for. I've always liked uh, his vocals. I've always thought they were good. I think this one is oddly enough a little middling for me. Um, mm. wh whereas your complaints uh, uh, before, like I, I feel that they're a bit magnified for me here, like with tracks that are just like, why? Like straight up and down, one or two tracks, I'm just like, why is this song this long? Why is this eight minutes? I don't understand why this is supposed to be yeah. eight minutes. Like, you know, but but like I said, very first track, first track is a fucking banger. I, I think that's a fucking banger. Hmm. With the hook, you have no right to be depressed. You haven't tried hard enough to like it. Haven't seen enough of this world yet. But it hurts, it hurts, it hurts, it hurts. Like, I, I, I thought that that was like a perfect example of the way that he writes these songs, you know what I mean? Where they're so like brutally honest about what he's talking about. And then like, illustrating these characters that, you know, being sarcastic through talking, through how they talk like, you know, it's just like, oh, do doesn't this sound like every parent out there who doesn't, isn't really trying to listen to what your problem is, is like, you've got no right to, to be depressed. You haven't tried hard enough to like, you know what I mean? I thought that was a real earworm right out the gate. There are some tracks on here that will absolutely get stuck in your head. And f after the last two, that was a real surprise for me. It was just like, wow, this was what I've been looking for, huh? This was it. I will say, though, the very middle. These aren't necessarily bad either. I just have nothing written down for these because they were just kind of okay for me. Drunk Drivers, Killer Whales, 1937 yeah. Skate Park. Yeah. Unforgiving Girl, She's Not Anne. Yeah. And even Cosmic Hero. Yeah. They were just kind of okay. Yeah, that was where I was like, did this need to be eight minutes? Like, you know, again, it has that sort of, uh, I don't know if sardonic is the word, but that chorus was like, I will go to heaven, you won't go to heaven, I will go to heaven, I won't see you there. And I thought it was like, oh, is this like a song supposed to be about like, you know, it's being derisive of, you know, uppity Christians or something like that. But it's like, no, that's not really what the verses were about. And, you know, when you don't get that connect, you're just kind of like, what is the song going for? And how am I supposed to feel the song if I'm not really getting a cohesive feel of what the fuck the track supposed to be about and if it's going on for so long it's just like lingering and it's like, it's like dude i'm i don't know where the fuck you're going with this it's just kind of going all around vincent i thought was okay but again that's one of those ones where i kind of felt like lost in the sauce as the song kept going um like the one part where it's like i find it easier to sleep and half the time i want to go home when i'm not holding the noise machine and half the time i want to go home and half the time i'm like this and i was just like Oh, what? And I was like, what the fuck? And then, I, and then I looked it up to see what it was about, and he was just like, uh, I don't know, someone just gave him that idea that, like, they had a dream that he would do a song that sounded like that, so he just did that. And I was like, oh, oh well. Uh. And then the next week is just like, they'll send in Matt, Captain Trash. And I'm like, dude, what the fuck are you talking about, Captain man? Captain Trash! <laughs> like, what, what are you talking about? This, like, this absolutely came down to... I don't know what it means, but it sounds good. Like, for me, this song had it all. I thought it was super catchy as an instrumental. Um, it was a absolute earworm. The fucking horns that come in towards the end. I really like the way it opens, too. I have written down a simple plucking guitar intro fading in and out. Almost sounds like the buzzing and flying bug can honestly say I've never heard anything like this instrumental before. When I listen to it, like, Skinny Puppy 2, when I listen to something and I'm like, nope, 
I can honestly say I've never in my life heard anything that sounds like this. That's worth something. Just because, you know, oh, it's sure. shit. Oh, yeah, sure. Doesn't mean it's right. good. Right, like, I you did know, really I, I like the intro to this. listen to Yoko Ono and John Lennon having dinner on their fucking album or whatever the fuck. You know what I mean? Like, I really like the line, uh, and half the time I want to go home, and half the time I want to go home. That's relatable, first of all. <laughs> and they got a portrait of Van Gogh on the Wikipedia page for clinical depression. Well, it helps to describe it. And then you go <laughs> into the page, and it's just the, paint, the Van Gogh painting of an old man with his head in his hands. Like, yeah, I guess that does help. I guess that <laughs> is a pretty good visual representation. Now, I will say I really do enjoy Destroyed by Hippie Powers. <laughs> <laughs> that one's damn good too. Yeah, for yeah. sure. And you know, he he says the lyric and he's like, "What happened to that chubby little kid who smiled so much and loved the Beach Boys? What happened <laughs> is I killed that fucker and I took his name and I got him new glasses." God <laughs> like, damn! I don't know to what extent because I've seen, according to Genius, a good bit of this album, or I guess a through point is just like the death of childhood and like moving on. And yeah, that's absolutely a great representation of that. And later, there's a. Is the part where I don't know if this was related, but it, it's just the song that just ends with fuck off teens. That was on uh, Connecting the Dots uh, right before the minute and 17 second outro. Oh, that right. wasn't really yeah. much of anything. Oh, my God. What? That was the worst song. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> I have written down for that, by the way, and I think you'll appreciate this one. It says, uh, I saw a horse and the horse saw me. I have written down. Kerfuffle and Principal Skinner were in the closet making babies, and I saw one of the babies, and the baby looked at me. Maybe looked at you? I was like, okay, this isn't anything, but it's a nice sounding outro, I guess. It's something. Didn't really need it. I, I guess something after fuck off teens, like, well, I can't end on that. <laughs> Surely that can't be Too abrasive. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I love to Destroyed by Amy Powers, especially that one lyric was like, that guy I kind of hate is here. Should not have had that last hit of DMT. Whoa! DMT! Oh my god. <laughs> I did love that. <laughs> and of course, the hook of that was so great. Um, you know, when I heard the like, like the name of it, like, oh man, this isn't going to be like a hippie punching song, is it? Like, you know, like, <laughs> oh, damn hippies, they think they're going to change the world, but all they do is smoke pot and smell bad. It's like, okay, well, what are you doing? <laughs> like, you know, yeah, exactly. Um, but no, the song is more about how, like, oh, you know, I've been enticed by it. And, you know, I, I love the shout out to the Beach Boys because, yeah, that was a. Uh, that was how this whole journey started, wasn't it? When we uh, listened to that first song, and I, I, I could never get it out of my head. Haven't looked at the sun in so long. I've mm. forgotten how much it hurts, too. Like, that is the most catchy shit, and I have <laughs> never stopped singing that ever since we did Damn. that review. <laughs> That's, like, my favorite thing he's ever done. At one part, where he's like, I laid on my friend's bathroom, bedroom floor for an hour, and I tried not to piss my pants, and then I saw Jesus, <laughs> and then he said, Who are you to go against oh. the word of the Father? And Man. who... <laughs> and then when he switched it in the second verse to be about his actual dad, like, talking to him, I was like, oh, that, like, that's the type of lyricism I like, you know what I mean? That fucking who are you segment? So <laughs> right. fucking good. Oh, my so God. So clean. I love, I love when he has points where he's just like, he's clearly, like, singing and playing in his vibrato and, and hearing how the twang of his vibrato fits with how the, uh, the vocal effect is kind of, like, switching and changing. You know what I mean? I, I love those little points. Those are the real pockets of a uh, uh, sweetness for me last friday i took acid and mushrooms i did not transcend 
I felt like a walking piece of shit in a stupid looking jacket. (laughs) I feel like I'm going to look like a hypocrite because of how much I didn't like Twin Fantasy. And people are probably going to say, well, he's doing the same fucking shit on this album. Why do you like this one? And he didn't like the last one. I don't know. I don't (laughs) know. and I don't remember. One thing it's different is I think the instrumental was a little bit more rocky on this one. And also, um, because I'm not a fan of this guy's, like, fucking mumble mouth delivery half the time, when he, when they got, like, the distortion on the vocals, I love that sound. When it when it sounds like it's clipping almost, I love that. Mm-hmm. And, and they do that on a lot of the tracks, actually. They do that on um, Destroyed by Hippie Powers. Another thing I wrote down for that one is that whoever is in the background just beating the fucking shit out of that cowbell. Like, God damn, <laughs> they're going to town on that shit. Now, my issue has been, like, I feel like so many of these tracks, there's so much going on that there will be parts that I really like. And then other parts where I'm just like, where the fuck are you going with this? Where it just it just evens itself out to be, unfortunately, just kind of like an average experience of a song, right? Yeah, like, I can see that. Not, like, not what I needed. I feel like uh, mm. the hook of that I really enjoy, but then I, I had to write down, it's like, yeah, but by the time I get to the second verse, it's just so meandering that it's like, it's hard for me to keep paying attention to what the song even is, you know what I mean? Like, I thought uh, that one was fairly basic compared to previous cuts, too. The hook was okay, it's like, good people, give good advice, get a job, eat an apple, it'll work itself out, it's a phase, it's chemistry, it's your own fault. Well, don't listen to us, we're just people, too. <laughs> like, I love when he captures those moments of, like, the the fluid hypocrisy but also just like that dichotomous human experience right like you know I, I love how he's able to capture that but then there'll be like lyrics where, where it's just like th- this one verse where he goes like I feel so empty trying to explain this his name is William Onyebor he's from the 70s and when I wake up in the morning there are people sleeping on my couch well I have something to say about that one like what like I was just uh, okay. literally just like falling through those lyrics where I'm just like I just like, I, I can't even enjoy the abstract. It's like, I just don't care about what the fuck you're talking about. You know? Right. <laughs> there's uh, there's something about that one I wanted to point out, too. The not what I needed. The outro of the song. I have written down here a quote from Genius. The new outro was recorded in the 48 hours following Car Seat Headrest's camp, learning that the original version of the song was unusable. So what happened was they interpolated lyrics of the car's just what I needed. The label was like... That ain't gonna fly. <laughs> you gotta you get that off that. there. Oh, oh no! <laughs> so they re-recorded it, and um, the ending, it says it features two components, a reverse sample of an ending of a song from Teens of Style, uh, Something Soon, and part of an interview with a German radio station. Something I'd pointed out on Twin Fantasy that I wasn't a fan of was the long stretches of just audio of a conversation happening. This would be the same criticism if it didn't sound so weird and if it didn't actually do something with the audio. Like, the fact that there is, like, a song going on in the background playing backwards and, like, over that. It's not just the interview audio. If it was the interview audio, I'd be bored to death, but you're actually doing something with it. I dug it, even though, like... I don't know if I would listen to that song again, because before that it was kind of basic, and then the outro isn't really something I would just listen to, you know, just to put on. But I did want to point out, though, that that's pretty funny, 
because later in the Ballad of Costa Concordia, I won't go down with this ship. I will put my hands up and surrender. There will be no more flags above my door. I have lost and I always will be. Which is an interpolation of White Flag by Dido. And he even says it in the same the same cadence and everything. <laughs> like, he only changes. It says uh, there will be no white flag above my door. And he goes, there will be no more flags. He barely changed it. <laughs> like, that was okay. I really did like the, uh, that was the one. The, um, how am I supposed to know breakdown. And oh, oh man, yeah. when the fucking fast drumming picks in too, and the yeah. singing gets like a little catchier and peppier. I will absolutely agree, though, that there are some points, especially with the Ballad of, of uh, uh, Costa Concordia, which goes on for 11 minutes. Yeah, geez. And it does not have to. Um, <laughs> um, what was it? Drunk Drivers slash Killer Whales was another one of those, uh, like, middling tracks for me where it was just like, I like the vocal line of what's happening. Like, you know, drunk drivers, it doesn't have to be like this. Killer Whales, Killer Whales. Like, it, it's like, it's a nice thing, but like, yeah, but it, it's just like, it, 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 you know, songs get right on that line where it's like, if it can, the shit is just so jamming that I don't actively want to think about it, I can jam. But this, it just wasn't jamming enough where I'm just like, okay, what the fuck do drunk drivers have to do with Killer Whales? Like, 1937 State Park, like, it'll have like a couple of lyrics that are kind of interesting. Like, he's a, you know, I steer clear of graveyards. They're a cliche in my death obsessed generation. You know, like, that sort of like going beyond the the hipster, uh, like deconstructing the hipster post post irony thing in its own way, which is kind of fun, right? Like, you're having a lyric, like, you know, what am I leaving behind me? Just a memory, another body, and eh, ain't no pair of Jordans. <laughs> like, this idea of like, oh man, calling life, like, your own life worth less than a pair of Jordans, which in this material, world we do value more than someone's life it's just like oh that kind of hurts you know to hear right and then but then there's one part where he's like something is ringing death is playing his xylophone ribs for me and then right after that is a pretty cool synth solo that doesn't in any way sound like a xylophone like what, <laughs> what the, why'd you say that like you clearly set it up to her to be a xylophone that plays next and then it's just not it's like why would you do that that's the car seat headrest way of subverting your expectations <laughs> we just said something was gonna happen and they just didn't do it <laughs> <laughs> you just lied to me. Yeah, we lied to you. <laughs> Why would you do that? Why would you yeah. lie to me? And uh, unforgiving girl, uh, parentheses, she's not Anne, a bad use of parentheses, uh, which was like, again, like I felt what he was, the, uh, the, the feel of what he's going for, right? Feeling disconnected, you know, like, oh, the song's about like having sex, we're not really connected to it. Like the, he, he literally says, uh, well, like, I just thought it was awkward the way he said it. It's like, all right, now listen, girl. I'm only gonna say this once. I just need to make something. I just need to make sure of something. And I feel like we both know it. I just want to ask. We're, we're dancing, right? This is dancing. And it was just like a weird. It's like I get what you're going for in the sense of like, oh, the sex is so disconnected. It doesn't feel like it's actual sex. It feels like we're just dancing. Which is like just the way it delivered was just like. But what was he going for? Like, who would talk like that to someone? Like, or in the middle of the night, hey, now wait a minute. I want to make sure of something. Like, oh. <laughs> and of all the things. I would suggest the listening audience not say during sex is, hey! <laughs> I'm only gonna say this once. The, the Ballad of Costa Concordia, 
it was another one that like yeah i was like i like the middle part at, at the very least you know the part where it's like going into the question of just being like you know that that days of you know trying to grow up but not knowing you know where the fuck you're supposed to go it's like how am i supposed to do to do this how am i supposed to know to do that and you know some things are kind of ridiculous but other things are just kind of like well how was i supposed to know not to get drunk every thursday friday saturday and why not sunday uh, how was i supposed to know how to steer the ship and why not sunday yeah, like, you know, um, and it's like, I was given this body that's falling apart, my house is falling apart, and I was given a mind that can't control itself, and it's like, yeah, you're fucking right, like, w- what cruel god gave us this, you know? Like, yeah. Um, and yeah, when it started switching up to a faster tempo, like, yeah, it was like, it, the link felt justified with how much it's morphing and changing, I can enjoy the tracks that they're like that. I actually did enjoy Connect the Dots, especially at the beginning, where it was doing the unusual meter for the repetition of the parts, like, da 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 you know um changing it up every every couple of couplets you know like so yeah like i was able to enjoy the stuff um those moments for those moments and what they were but yeah like i said some tracks they just kind of like meandered in the middle so it just kind of felt like a oh but i enjoyed that part but is it really worth going back to for all of what is going on in this you know over bloated kind of bit and then yeah joe goes to school title I don't even think it was related to what was going on in the song because it seemed like it was just about his life, actually, I think. Because, like he says, uh, yeah, at the very end is, you know, I thought it was maybe going to be a bit about fame or something. We just, like, held my hand out like there was something in it, managed to touch it, uh, did not seem interesting. Then a car pulled up, so I split the scene. I am a tourist attraction biking down Dog Street. And, like, it felt like that was, like, a bit of, you know, not the idea of, like, oh, wow, if I'm, like, you know, a person who's well-known, I can't just be a person in the world because, like, people know who I am, so I am an attraction, you know? Like, I can't just be a person walking about my day. I am, yeah, a tourist attraction now, you know? And it's like, ooh, that kind of cuts as, like, a, oh, yeah. Like, you know, when you're able to get someone, that song by Justin Timberlake and, and Jay-Z, where she's like, oh, fame, woe is me, fame is so hard. Like, it's like, yeah, sure it is. But when you have, like, a lyric like this, it actually gets you to feel that like oh yeah that would suck that just like not be able to have that like yeah i get that you know that's what it can pull me in except i can believe that with justin and jay-z because i would instantly be able to recognize either right. of them <laughs> i true. don't think i would recognize the lead singer of car seat headrest yeah, just driving a down a street randomly <laughs> Just like out the window, like, hey, wait a second! I think no, I, I don't, I don't think that happened. I don't like, see that hey, happening. Car seat headrest. And that person next to you is like, who the fuck is a shit about a car seat headrest? <laughs> yeah, they just turn and look at theirs. It's like, what? Yeah. What? what is something on it? <laughs> yeah, but I was like, I, who is Carsey Headrest? I, does he does he have a beard? I, this feels like the music made by somebody who would have a beard, I, you know? <laughs> you know the fucking uh, Bonnie Bear type of shit, you know? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, what did you walk away with? I gave this a three out of five overall. I got a four. Oh man, look at me being Huey McCater this week. <laughs> It's your turn. <laughs> but hey, man, I think uh, I think that went pretty good. We knocked out three. Look at us. In under an hour. Uh, now look at that now. I think that's tidy as fuck. That is gonads in a nutshell. <laughs> pardon, gonads pardon the pun. In a <laughs> mm. Look at that. But that about does it for this week's episode of Going Off. Thank you so, 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 so much 
for spending your time with us and listening to our little show. And uh, we hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, uh, why don't you check us out on all of our uh, YouTubes and Spotify. And you could follow us on Spotify so you don't miss a new episode. You could uh, follow us on uh, iTunes or Apple Music, whatever it is now. You can give us a five-star rating if that's still a thing people do. We're posting the video versions of the podcast to the Rifcom's YouTube, so you can subscribe to that. But as most of y'all are already aware, I'm sure by now, RC has a YouTube as well that posts uh, the music reviews and whatnot. But you've also got the stuff going down on Twitch. You're, you're posting stuff all over the place. Uh, give the folks a little refresher. Yeah, yeah. Well, like, I do uh, post on Twitch, but lately I've been uh, on, on streaming, actually, just on my uh, normal YouTube channel. Uh, and you know, it's like one thing was like, where, uh, okay, I was on Twitch because the OBS had been registered with Twitch over here, and then I just switched over to YouTube to see if it could happen, and then it was just like, well, it, it would be too much trouble to switch it back, so now I'm on YouTube for a while. <laughs> like, you know, Man, it's fucking like, OBS. Yeah, <laughs> I, I get you. Then, of course, patreon.com slash rapcritic, where you can join, uh, see episodes early, and uh, get to listen to exclusive episodes of my movie podcast, Review a New, and get to join the Rap Critic Discord and chat with fellow fans. Uh, there's a whole bunch of people on there, and they they be talking about all types of different stuff. They're quite the uh, it, meme curators uh, I've got on my uh, <laughs> on my Discord. So you know you can always see see what's hip and what's hot and happening in the, it, on the meme side of the internet. If you want to request something, uh, a, a music video review or a movie review or a stream review, uh, you mm. can go to kofi.com/slash/rapcritic. That's specifically for that. Um, and, you know, I'm working on a bit of a music thing, buddy. I'm being a little hush-hush on that because, mm. you know, it's like... I, Keep I it close be to like, the vest. Exactly. No I, I want to make sure I have something ready, 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 ready before I start yes. talking, speaking up about it. You know, when I'm still in the middle of, you know, still in the lab tinkering and whatnot. Like, I don't want to be oh, like, of course. Saying, oh, shit, there's some finished shit. And it's like, well, where is it? Where is it? What's going on? But wow. I will say on my Patreon, I did upload a, 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 like a, not one, not two, not three, not four, but five demos um, of some tracks that are going to be, you know, maybe need a little extra polishing, but they're going to be coming to you soon. But you get to hear what those demos are now. And in fact, oh, yeah, one of the tracks is actually like straight up legit completed uh the royal jelly joint that is uh straight up on there so you can you know be one of the people peeps who gets to hear that joint early uh get with it act like you want it rc out here feeding the folks exactly giving five the people what fucking they demos i went this whole time and i didn't even give out our kofi so people could request albums like <laughs> that should have been what i led with but i completely forgot about it but it's kofi uh, ko-fi.com slash going off that's g-o-i-n-o-f-f that's how you can request an album for us to talk about we currently have uh, just over 40 in the queue so it's still it's still a bit elevated so the price is still reflecting that but if we keep up uh, churning out these requests uh, as often as we are and if we happen to do a couple three uh, three review shows here and there uh, we'll be able to get that cue knockdown even faster before you know it until next time for going off i muse and i'm the rap critic and i say happy 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 holly happy 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 holidays happy kwanzaa too from me to you happy holidays you guys